Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick McBride, and right now you're listening to the New and Improved Your PR Purpose Podcast. So as you guys all know, since our last episode, we have been going through some major changes. We're in the process of switching platforms um, to basically bring you guys a better listening pleasure. In addition to some other things, a new look, new content. So definitely look out for those changes. Um, today, I have a very special guest here with us today. Um, I'm all very excited to share her with you. Um, you guys will learn so much and also not only learn so much, be motivated um, after today's episode. So without further ado, we'll introduce our host. Her name is Anastasia Adams. She is a substance abuse therapist. She's a life coach. She's also a podcaster like myself. She's a sister of Christ. And she's also a mentor in a community. So um, just to tell you a little bit of her background, she has a master of arts in community and clinical counseling psychology. And she also has a bachelor's in forensic psychology. So you know her education is on A1. So um, without that, uh, without further ado, um, she also has a podcast entitled My Sister Circle of Christ, um, which basically it talks about breakthrough and toxic strongholds and walking into your God-given purpose. Um, so without further ado, we're going to get into who Anastasia is, guys. So Anastasia, how are you? Hey, Queen. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm blessed. As you should be. Um, so tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself. I know I kind of, you know, you're a substance abuse, uh, abuse therapist, you're a life coach, you're a podcaster. Um, you are like the it girl right now. <laughs> so just talk to us a little bit about what you have going on now. Oh, thank you. It's, it's just a blessing to hear you do that introduction. I'm like, is that me? Right. She's talking about. Thank you so much. Yeah. For me, I'm just crazy about Jesus. I really love Jesus. Um, it's very important to me the sacrifice that God made just sending his son here to die for us. And I think that we have to die daily just to be deserving of that sacrifice. Right. If nothing else, God came here so that we could love one another. Like that's just the basic, Absolutely. that's just the basic principle. So that's right. something that's really important to me. Um, and like you said, I wear many hats. So I'm a therapist, you know, I sew into my women's ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm also writing a book. So I wear many hats and life isn't always about balance, but it's definitely about priorities. So I'm just a fun person. I like to have fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you say wear many hats, do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever feel like maybe I'm doing too much or maybe I'm not doing enough? Like where do you, how do you handle like your work-life balance? Ooh. Do I feel overwhelmed? Definitely. Yeah. I think we all experience those moments where we feel overwhelmed. We have a lot on our plate. Work, school, family, church, relatives, friends. So I definitely feel overwhelmed. And I think that when I do feel overwhelmed, I'm snapping on people. Like I'm catching an attitude. I'm being mean. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a saying in recovery called halt, mm-hmm. 
Halt stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah. So don't make any decisions. Don't do anything drastic when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Because you yeah. might start snapping on people and catching right. an attitude. <laughs> so, so when I do feel overwhelmed, I go into meditation. Like I definitely pray and I get into meditation. I like to listen to sounds of the beach yeah. or sounds of rainfall. Yeah. Some nice soft worship music. Yeah. That's what helps me. But feeling overwhelmed, I think that's just part of being a busy, ambitious person. Absolutely. It comes with it. Yeah. I feel like we all go through those challenging moments where we're like, like you said, the whole acronym, right? Uh, don't mess me with hungry, sleepy, tired, because listen, I'm about <laughs> to go off for you. So I, I definitely can can relate um, to that, definitely. Um, talk to us a little bit um, about your podcast, um, the My Sister Circle of Christ. Talk to me a little bit about that platform um, that we, not we share literally, but that we both are in. Talk to me a little bit um, about the podcast and um, your audience and what you hope to, to really uh, bring to your audience. That's an excellent question. Well, my business part, my business partner's name is Queen T. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tarjay, but she calls herself the Queen T because yeah. she believes that she is a queen and all of us women are queens. Right. Um, and she and I started the podcast. It really started out as a conference call. Yeah. We just wanted to do a conference call and just take prayer requests and just teach women life skills and just pray over them. Mm-hmm. And I think that God saw our plan and God was like, oh, that's cute. And God had an even bigger plan right. for what it is that he wanted us to do. So like you said, when you were talking about our mission, we want to help women cut toxic soul ties, just cut them off. Mm-hmm. And we want to help women heal. Mm-hmm. And we want to help women know what is the reason I'm here? What am I supposed to be doing? So that's why we started doing the podcast, and it's been a huge blessing. Yeah. We've been able to have a lot of special guests, you know, like Emily McKnight. Mm-hmm. She's like a nationally known dating and relationship coach. Mm-hmm. We've been able to have like Dr. Eddie. Um, we just had a lot of different people. It's been a blessing. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, what do you feel? Why or if? Do you feel that faith at all? And this is kind of like a redundant question because you are spiritually like ignited for Christ so with that being said why do you feel like faith is so important um, not only in daily life but for business Mm. wow that's a good question with faith I think that there people confuse the difference between trust and faith Mm -hmm. because when you have trust it's like a present tense you know that you're trusting in something Mm -hmm. so right now we're sitting on this couch we're trusting that this couch is going to support us. Right. But if we have faith, <laughs> right, if we have faith that we're walking down the street to catch the bus, like, Lord, please let that bus driver stop for me. Mm-hmm. We have faith. That's a future thing that it will actually manifest. Mm-hmm. So I think that as Christian entrepreneurs, talking about business and money gets touchy. People don't want to talk about money. Absolutely people really not. don't. Yeah. Money is like a <laughs> taboo subject that people don't want to talk about or yeah. business, yeah. mixing business and pleasure. Yeah. But we all know that a church is a business. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that a church doesn't bless people, yeah. but it's still a business. So that's something that me and my business partner struggled with mm-hmm. because we, we have a brand, but we also want to help women and empower them. Right. And we felt guilty like, oh, should we be making money off of this because we're doing it for the Lord? Right. But the Lord doesn't want you to be broke. Absolutely God not. does not want you to be broke. Yeah. God wants you to live in an abundance yeah. so that you can live a comfortable life and sow into someone else's life. So mm-hmm. we had to just 
get rid of that and just look at it like yes it's a ministry it's also a business absolutely and and i don't i personally i don't think it's anything wrong with it and you said a great point when you're doing work for god when you're doing work for the lord i think that's where the line you you can draw the line depending on what type of business you're in when you say you know yes i may feel guilty about you know bringing in profits from doing work but when it's for god nothing is forever out in vain you know it's not in vain because again you you're here to sow seeds you know for that other person and you know you'll get it back 10 times full so um i'm actually glad that you you shared that because there are some you know people that i have dealt with in business that you know may have felt felt guilty about you know those things but again like you said you're turning it into a positive and you're giving so much but again you're also receiving and then giving right back so um that's definitely um so so important um i did kind of peek into a little bit of the events that you guys did have um i was really interested um in the last event you guys had um I think you were you and your uh, business partner were guest panelists for the mentoring moments brunch girlfriend uh, event. So tell me um, about that event and just a little bit about the event and also like you you guys' uh, platform with that. Like what was the uh, event about? Oh, thank you for noticing. I I appreciate you, Nick. (laughs) We like I was telling you um, off the cuff when we were talking, we went to um, a conference earlier this year Mm -hmm. at a church called Seeds of Greatness in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And we were able to connect with another young lady named Precious. Mm -hmm. And she has a business and a ministry called Precious Closet where she'll style women and help them. Mm -hmm. And we met her there and we just kept in touch with her just like on a sisterly, friendly level. Mm -hmm. And she kept contacting me like, hey, girl, let's go out to lunch. We would continue to miss each other. And we finally did speak. She said, you know, I really want to invite you and your business partners to be on my my panel of women. And she said, I prayed about this. This is really important. I'm very selective about who I choose. Because we as women, when we're speaking into another woman's life, we're held accountable for whatever it is that we say, speaking into their life. So the point of the brunch was to unify women for us to be friends. Mm -hmm. I think that so many women, we're catty and we're mean to each other. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at each other like, "Mm, what's she looking at? Or you might not even be looking at her. You might just be having a bad day and you think, oh, she's looking at me. I have an attitude. And to try to dispel that, Mm -hmm. women being nasty to one another or women saying, I don't want to be friends with women. I'm going to just be friends with guys. You've heard women say that before. I don't trust women, so I'm going to just be friends with guys. So to try to get rid of that and unify women to have friendships mature friendships where we can pray over each other and love one another. So that was the point of the panel. Um, And it was nice to be doing it with my best friend and business partner, to be able to speak to women about friendship and relationships and have her there. It was amazing. And you you brought up a great, a great point. Like, why do you feel, and, and this is not all the time, do you feel like women do the cattiness thing on purpose or is it just like how when you are okay hold on let me get my thoughts together because this this catty thing is just like a recurring thing with Mm. you know as millennials I feel like you know these events that 
let's just say the women empowerment movement. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna entitle it as that. This women empowerment move the women empowerment movement that these women have and host and 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 operate. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like it's a trend, or do you ever feel like you would go to an event and it it's like this event is not for me, or do you feel like the women that are present there? has a purpose for being there like a positive purpose or do you just feel like like you brought up the cattiness of other women and perceiving other women so i guess overall i said a lot mm-hmm. the question is mm-hmm. how as women can we get past um perceiving other women as like negative images and forces like how do you feel like we can get past the cattiness and just the overall negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's loaded. Loaded. That's I'm a lot. just like thinking about so much. So it's deep for me coming out to say it. Like how how do we get past it? Yes, that is very deep. So <laughs> as far as women empower empowerment events, mm-hmm. I think definitely the day and age that we're living in, especially with technology, mm-hmm. it definitely is a trend at this very moment. So we'll see how far it goes. But I think that where it comes from initially, it's coming from a positive place, even though it is a trend. I think that women are trying to reclaim something that we've lost. We're trying to snatch it back and reclaim it. Um, I think even when rap music first came out onto the scene, everybody thought rap music was a trend and rap music wasn't going to stay around. Years, you know, Will Smith won the first rap Grammy in the 80s. We're still listening to rap. So when it comes to these women empowerment movement, I think that we're trying to reclaim something because when we talk about oppression, you know, black people have been oppressed, Mm -hmm. Jewish people have been oppressed, um, Irish people have been oppressed, you know, it's it's all types of oppression. But historically, women as a group, we are the most oppressed group in history of all time. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're trying to reclaim something Mm -hmm. by doing these events. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like when people say, when black people say the N-word. That's something we don't like to talk about, you know, but when black people say the N word, they're trying to reclaim something that was negative and flip it and make it something positive. Like you're my brother, you're my sister versus it being a derogatory term. So I think that's part of what's happening with these women empowerment events. Mm -hmm. And as far as the cattiness, I think cattiness comes from being insecure. Mm -hmm. And I think people are so worried about other people winning. Well, if that person's winning, I can't win too. If that person's eating, I can't eat too. Well, if her hair is looking cute, well, does that make my hair less cute? Yeah. If her romper's popping, does that make my dress less cute? No, it doesn't. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, so I think the definitely. cattiness the cattiness comes from thinking we can't all win. Right. And, you know, even, I, I'll be transparent, even when I really was desiring marriage so much, mm-hmm. I think women, we become jealous of one another. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she just got engaged. Oh, she got married. And we become so jealous. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are we jealous of each other? Mm-hmm. And, you know, or we feel bad. Like, I would be on my Instagram timeline. I'd be like, oh, she just got engaged. Oh, she just got married. Yeah. Oh, she just bought a house. She just got pregnant. Why are we jealous? Yeah. And God really started changing my life when I started celebrating other women. Yeah. So when I saw another woman get married, I would be like, yes, she got married. I'm going to get married, too. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I would start expecting my blessing. Like, oh, she just had a baby. Well, when it's my time. Yeah. Or she just bought a house. When it's my time. Yeah. So I think that when we get out of that mentality that somebody else's success is our deficit right. or our detriment, when we get out of that, right. then we can really be empowered. 
Absolutely. then we can really go to an empowerment event yes. and for real, for real, be empowered. Right. And not just make it look cute. Absolutely. <laughs> and you just said the answer to the question. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but you said so much. But that one thing I think we as women need to do to get rid of all that negative stigma and negative imagery of one another and the cattiness is celebrate one another. That's what we need to get back to, you know, celebrating each other, accomplishments, good or bad, um, just celebrating each other in a way that's, you know, so genuine that we all, like you said, is enough room for us women at the table that we all can win, that we all can be doing the same thing. Oh, you need help with that? Oh, you need help with that? I'll do this or I'll do that. And that's why I feel like we, we eventually need to get back to... Um, not just women in these small communities and networking opportunities, but just as a whole. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people are doing a lot of good things. But mm-hmm. again, there is always room to do so much more. So much Amen. more. Amen. You ain't lying. So much more. So much more. Um, yes. Just talk to me a little bit about um, your role as the as a, a substance abuse therapist. How do you feel like this role connects you to, um, like your mission and what you're doing now? You know, your mentoring, your um, your life coach, your podcasting. You're doing. You know, you wear so many hats. But in your current role now, how do you feel like that has molded you to do the work that you do? Mm. Being a substance abuse therapist requires a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And it's a job of servitude. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whatever role that I'm in, I have to continually die to myself, which I don't always do. It's not always easy. Mm -hmm. But being in a position of servitude and developing patience. Mm -hmm. And when you pray to God like, Lord, please bless me, give me patience. Patience doesn't just drop out the sky and fall onto you. God puts you in a situation that's going to test your patience to help you build it. So, you know, I'm dealing with patients that are experiencing heroin withdrawal, you know, so they're coming in there sick, you know, they may be sweating, have diarrhea, vomiting, they're irritable, they may want to curse me out. So in those moments where my patients want to curse me out, I can't take it personal, they're going through withdrawal. Or when they're actually in recovery, but they're still acting out, you know, engaging in those addictive behaviors their their brain is healing they damaged their brain while they were doing drugs so i have to be patient so that's that's mainly what the role does for me is to develop my patience i was also a preschool teacher and an elementary school teacher prior to that all of those roles have developed my patience so you know even life coaching is just all interlocked like i do my my patients i help them with their resumes and their cover letters and with my life coaching mainly the priority is career yeah so i'm helping people with their resume their cover letter their interview skills coach and making sure they're polished. Yeah. Um, and that spills over to the women's ministry too. Yeah. You know, because developing a total full woman, in order for us to break those toxic soul ties, we have yeah. to develop ourselves. Yeah. Get ourselves together. What is our purpose? What should I be doing? So right. all those things are connected. Definitely. And you said it, having the patience to do it all, work it all, think it all, um, just just to have the patience to to be in the midst of all those roles so i definitely you know commend you to to 
wear those hats and then say, this is me, but I have the patience to do mm-hmm. it. It's actually a book entitled um, The Power of Patience that my sister told me to read, mm. um, and which I need to read it. If you <laughs> haven't heard it about it, I would definitely recommend it to you. Having a power of patience. I feel like I'm a patient person, but again, certain people don't. So I feel like the patience thing is a great trait and quality to have for you to do, especially what you do, but just a, having, being a patient person, Amen. period, especially while you're trying to walk in your purpose. Like God's want, God wants us to be patient, you know, on his time, not our time. So, Amen. Um, I got to commend you yeah. too. You're wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. You're working, you're a wife, you're a mother, Honey. you're a podcaster, you're doing PR, like... <sighs> You you're doing your thing, girl. I gotta push you up as well. Like, yes, queen. I'll be patient. Yes, I'm two seconds away from losing it all, girl. But no, it it definitely <laughs> you know again like you said you gotta have patience to do it all while you switching in in and out of those roles. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, even though if I may feel overwhelmed, I still you know take a step back. Like, okay, deep breath, Nick. Here's what you need to be doing. Take a step <laughs> back. So, but yeah, we, we wear many hats that, you know, again, that patience thing is, is definitely um, a key um, to, 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 to leading us in our success. Um, so I guess um, to just to wrap it up, tell us a little bit, um, something about a little little tidbit about you that no one knows about you. Um, that they might find surprising, but also you find that's like enjoyable. Hmm. A little tidbit. A guilty pleasure of mine. I love cartoons. Okay. So even though I'm grown, I'm like pushing 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure of mine. So right now I'm on Daria. Daria okay. used to air on MTV. Mm-hmm. That's a cartoon, like a throwback. I watched that. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, I was on Doug. Yeah. So I will watch oh, Doug was yes. the show. Okay? Doug, Rugrats, <laughs> yes. Muppet Babies. Yes. Like I, that's my guilty pleasure watching mm-hmm. my old childhood cartoons. Yeah. Even some of the recent ones, like Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. That's my cartoon. Yeah. And I don't have any children either. I just watch mm-hmm. cartoons by myself. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it is nothing wrong with Ooh, that. Stress reliever. Yes, definitely. All right, tell us what you would spend your last twenty dollars on. Mm. What would I spend my last twenty dollars on? A book. Honestly, mm-hmm. I buy books. That's what I spend my money on books. <laughs> Not, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. Because I, I feel like I definitely need to be buying some books, especially the authors that's out now. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I would probably spend my last 20 on a book, too. I love books. Yeah. I just recently bought this book, um, The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Try to help me get my finances right. I that. Yes. And um, the book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. And another book, As a Man Thinketh. Yeah. I just ordered those books. Okay. Yeah, I love books. So for those of you who are listening out there, definitely make sure you write down the title of those books. Um, Anastasia, share with us because we we might get back into what these books is about. We would love to have you back on um, to talk about, you know, these books and how they're moving, moving us through our purpose. Um, Girl, when I drop my book, I'm going to come back on your podcast and talk about my book. Definitely. And and tell us a little bit about, if if you can, if you are willing to share 
um, about your upcoming book project? Yes, um, I'm almost in the completion process of my book. It's about to hit the printer. Probably the beginning of next year, my book's going to hit the printer. So... 2019, I'll be dropping my book. It's called Dweller in the Valley. Okay. And um, it's just based on different narratives that women go through mm-hmm. relationship-wise. The last relationship that I was in, um, the gentleman I was with, he was back and forth out of the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. I was driving to the jail to visit him, yeah. put money on his books, sending letters. Um, when he got out of jail, I said, we can just be friends. Yeah. Um, he ended up getting shot seven times. Girl, the story goes on. You have Honey, to read my book. First of all, <laughs> look, when, can it come out before 2019? Because all you're telling me now, I feel like a woman can relate to, you know? So, yes. Honey, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, no. Um, After he got shot seven times, I showed up at the hospital just to show my support. Girl, I met two baby mamas. Baby mama number one and baby mama number two. Um, And he and I were involved for about three years. And the first child was about to turn two. And the second baby mama was pregnant. So I was doing the math. I was doing the math in my head. Okay. And so, you know, the the premise of my book is just to show women we don't have to live like that anymore. Yeah. Regardless of what you've been through in your romantic relationships, you don't have to be perfect. We've all been through some things in our romantic relationships yeah. that we're not proud of, but we can cut that off. We can cut off the toxic relationships. Yeah. We can walk into our purpose. I just want women to know we don't have to live like that anymore. Right. We don't have to give up our paycheck to a man. Yes. We don't have to give up our body to a man. Yeah. Like, we don't got to live like that no more. So... Dweller in the Valley will be dropping in 2019. Damn. Mm. Dweller in the Valley seems like a great um, story uh, that I feel like all women can relate to. Um, So I definitely look forward to to supporting you uh, with your new book release. Um, You guys, hopefully you guys will support Anastasia's book release. It seems like a great story that so many women could definitely um, relate to. Um, I just want to thank you so much for sharing with me on this Sunday afternoon. Um, I definitely appreciate you so much. Um, Tell us where we can find you online, on social media. How can people connect with you or if you have any upcoming events? Girl, we're everywhere. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Anna underscore the life coach. Um, you can find, you can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud at My Sister Circle of Christ. Follow us at My Sister Circle of Christ. We have a mobile app, actually. Okay. So you can download our mobile app. If you have an, an Apple, an iPhone, you can go to the Apple store and type in MSCOC and download our free mobile app. And if you have an Android, you can type in My Sister Circle of Christ into your Google Play store and download our mobile app. It has resources for women. We highlight Christian entrepreneurs. So if you have a business, we can highlight your business on our app. We have something called a suggestion circle. It has sermons, motivational speeches, Christian songs to motivate women. And we have an exclusive portion on our app called the Royal Court, which you have to pay for. But it has classes in there like seven ways to know you're ready for celibacy, how to break soul ties. It has a private discussion board where women can share what they're going through. So that's how you can keep in touch with us, just at my sister circle of Christ. I'm um, at Anna underscore the life coach. If anybody needs career coaching, resume development, cover letter development, interview skills coaching, you can email me at AnastasiaTheLifeCoach at gmail.com. That's AnastasiaTheLifeCoach at gmail.com. 
Um, and also, if you feel so inclined, I'm trying to drop my book on March 30th, which is my 30th birthday. Yeah. So if you feel so, if the spirit moves you, please donate to printing costs of my book. You can find me on Cash App at, you know, the dollar sign. Anna, A-N-A, Cynthia, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, Anna, Cynthia on Cash App. If you feel so inclined, donate $30 so I can drop my, my book on March 30th, my 30th birthday. But if the spirit's not moving you to give 30 you can give a dollar, you can get $5. But I'm definitely getting my funds up for printing costs for my book. Yeah. So you can find me on all those platforms. I do um, a video almost every day on Instagram called The Daily Dose, mm-hmm. where I just give like some good nuggets, my life coaching. And sometimes I go live. Live on my sister circle of Christ account yeah. and I spill the tea mm-hmm. so you can find me oh definitely follow my business partner at the real Tarjay underscore that's at the real Tarjay underscore she calls herself Queen T subscribe to her on um, Queen T productions she my business partner just dropped a book called seven things not to do when you want the ring so I won't dig deep that's her testimony but my business partner's been engaged three times and she's not married at the moment, but God's going to bless her. Yes, so, we need to yes, get. Yes, we need to get Tarjay on this yes. show. Look, where is she? My business partner. She's traveling for business right yeah. now, but definitely subscribe to her because her ebook, Seven Things Not to Do When You Want the Ring, it's a free ebook. So subscribe to her and download it. And I think the end of this year or the beginning of next year, my business partner, she's coming out with a book called Three Rings and a Promise because she was engaged three times, Three Rings and a Promise. Um, Yeah, so follow my business partner as well. Yes. Okay. So there you have it, guys. Anastasia Adams. Um, She's a substance abuse therapist. She's a life coach. She's a podcaster. Uh, Most importantly, she's a sister of Christ. And which is why um, I invited her on the show. Now, I don't get into too, 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 too much um, about personal things. But hopefully, once we start getting to know each other, guys, definitely, um, I'm willing to bear, bear, bear it all. But Anastasia, um, I want to thank you so much for sharing with me this Sunday afternoon. You've given us so much knowledge, a well of knowledge. So I hope you guys did have the opportunity to take notes. If you have not, this recording will be on here forever. And I'm going to say forever because I'm speaking that into existence. So please, please, please re-listen to uh, this recording. If you guys missed it, um, you can follow us on Anchor. Um, Anastasia right now, she's actually on her Instagram live. So you can definitely uh, re-watch the live recording. Uh, But just thank you. Thank you so much for um, sharing with me on this Sunday afternoon. thank you. Yay. So for those of you who can't see, we're giving each other a hug right now. Thank you, Queen. (laughs) Love you, girl. You're welcome. And there you have it, guys. You're listening to Nick McBride on... Anchor, obviously, the Anchor app. Um, And you're listening to your PR purpose with Nick McBride. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Your PR Purpose. I am your host, Nick McBride. Today, we have an incredible individual that we will be interviewing today. His name is Khalil Bullock. He's a recent Temple graduate. He has a Bachelor 
of Strategic Communications, Public Relations. He was a former intern with Bellevue Communications. Um, He has uh, an extensive background in public relations, so I felt the need to go ahead and reach out to him. However, me and Khalil have a little history together. Um, Not like that. (laughs) Very professional. Um, Me and Khalil met back in 2014, uh, working with the organization organization called Conglom Art and we just had the best time always kept in contact um he was like you know my go-to brother in PR so um I felt the need to reach out to him and just talk a little bit of PR where he is now um in which he 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 definitely has some some highlights that I want him to talk about and I want him to share them with you guys so you guys can get you know a sense of what PR is what is about and you know everything that the industry may come with you know no matter what you know you may face in the industry so without further ado Lil what's good what's up what's up how you doing today good how you feeling I'm good I'm good what's going on nothing tell me like what's going on <laughs> in life what are you doing right now Done um, way too much. T- tell me, tell me, tell tell the people. I, I said what I said, but okay. tell the people a little bit about your background, how you got started in public relations. Okay. Um. Well, initially, I didn't even want to get into PR. I thought I wanted to be a chef, and um, I thought that was my passion and the end all be all. But then I became super outspoken and just kind of really outgoing. I thought that communication would be the next best thing. Right. Um, I even tried to stay loyal to the, the restaurant industry by transitioning from the back of the house to the front of the house because at that point I would still be in the industry but communicating with the public at this point. Still didn't work out. So now I'm in PR, public relations, started in, well, you know, full term. I mean, I guess initially embarking on this journey of mine, it started at community college. Right. So I went there um, and graduated in 2015, communication degree. Uh, started, you know, looking more into PR, and I thought this that would ultimately be um, my 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 next goal. So I'm excited to be where I'm at now. Uh, I found this passion to just want to tell um, my client's story in a positive way. I want to be able to speak on their behalf in a positive way and help them reach success. Um, and I think in PR, you had to be willing to do that. You had to kind of pick, you had to play the background in order to help your client gain that visibility in the public or with their stakeholders or their target audience. So you kind of, kind of, you have to be selfish with yourself and right. put your client's best interest at heart. You got to have, you got to be a good person ultimately. And I think that's what Absolutely. PR is for sure. For sure. So. You better, okay. <laughs> you better, okay. You better represent that client. All right. <laughs> but that, that is awesome. Um, just, just looking back on, you know, how we met with, with the uh, nonprofit organization to uh-huh. now, I just want to say that I'm so Thanks. proud of you. <laughs> um, it's been a journey, but a fast journey. Um, life changes so quick. For sure, yes. Just like the PR industry, things change so quick, and you got to be on your P's and Q's and everything. I agree. Um, talk a little bit about um, some of the hurdles that you faced okay. within the industry. How did you overcome them? And just tell us, you don't have to get necessarily into too, too much detail about mm-hmm. it, but just tell us some hurdles you faced and how you overcame them. All right, so uh, 
Well, ultimately starting at community college and being there for so long, um, I went there first because it accommodated my work schedule. I worked in the casino for years and going to community college actually helped me out. It helped me pace myself. Mm -hmm. But I was there. People know a lot of people don't know that, but I was there for six years for a two year college. So transitioning from community and finally graduating and, you know, entering Temple as a junior at 24, 24 years old when I'm going against, you know, other white, you know, females in the industry because ultimately PR is a female-dominated industry. And not only that, it's dominated by a lot of, you know, white females. And I said, you know what, and I'm four years older than a lot of my classmates. So I felt like I had to come in here with a mission. Right. So I started Temple and understood what I had to take in order to compete in this industry. So my obstacles were, or my challenges were, being able to stand out in this particular dominated industry, by, in an industry dominated by women, that was my challenge. Mm -hmm. So in order to, you know, meet my goal or conquer, you know, or just reach a certain level of victory mm -hmm. at the end of the journey, I had to take on, you know, multiple internships. I had to work at a pace that was a little uncomfortable, but it was necessary because I didn't have as much time to prepare for corporate America upon graduation. Whereas though, you know, these students, they're in, their, they're, in, they're living on campus, you know what I mean? I was commuting, so I had a lot riding on my back. So I was like, yo, just get started. I entered the temple, found me a mentor. Gotta find a mentor, you can't do it without a mentor. Mm -hmm. Found me a mentor, he connected me with a lot of different people in the city, groomed me to be, you know, uh, this person who was just passionate about PR, and he's been in the industry for years. His name is David Brown. Mm -hmm. He's been in the industry for 40, he's actually celebrated his 40th year in PR last year. 40 Shout years. Shout out to David Brown. Let's go, David <laughs> D. Brown. But nah, one of the, ultimately one of the best professors at Temple, but um, yeah, I started, I actually went to a job fair last year in 2017, and I met, Alex Steyer, another one of my, my, my mentors, he's uh, an account executive at Bellevue Communications Group. Mm -hmm. Went up to him and he said he was initially intrigued by the fact that I worked in the casino industry. He said that was like he never met anybody who was a dealer in the casino industry. So, and he said my age is ultimately what got me the, the position working at Bellevue as an intern. Then working there, I learned a lot, worked with great clients, Philadelphia Works, Writing Terminal, District 1199C, and that was my first um, position in PR, working for a government nonprofit-based um, um, agency. Mm -hmm. Started there, that was cool. Then um, took off a semester um, from the intern, still was going to college, but I just was wanted to focus on school, so I didn't take an internship for that fall. But this year, 2018, um, I was hired as a um, PR intern for the Philadelphia Bar Association, working with the lawyers. Another different um, realm of PR that I wasn't, I wasn't as knowledgeable about that industry as I wanted to be, but I knew it was a great opportunity. And the first two internships, they weren't, I'm not gonna say they weren't meant for me because what God puts out there is meant for you, but at the same time, I was the only black, you know, male in any of these positions. And guys like me, regular dudes from, you know, from around the way to hood, it's just kind of like these opportunities don't come our way that often. So I was, I'm blessed and I'm extremely um, just grateful to be able to work at these prestigious agencies. And that's ultimately why my resume it is what it is. You know what I mean? So after Philadelphia Bar, I went into the Urban League of Philadelphia. 
uh, that was an opportunity that just came out of nowhere because they have nobody in the communication department. So when I started Urban League, I thought I was going to be working under somebody. As an intern, they like, no, you got some office. We need you to get started, hit the ground running. And I had nobody to learn from. There, I learned how to be a leader. There, I learned how to kind of just overcome my fears of talking to people on the phone. And you know how sometimes when you're talking um, to like a professional, I call it your, uh, your AT&T voice. Yeah. And sometimes we don't want other people to hear us you know, in that particular light, but I had to put all that to the side and, you know, handle my, handle my business. So I'm at the Urban League thinking I'm going to be working under somebody. They like, yo, what, what, they in my office like, yo, what's next? And I'm like, I'm just grateful that I had two other opportunities prior to the Urban League that groomed me for this position. Right. You know what I mean? At the Philadelphia Bar, there I learned professionalism. There I, I built a certain level of thick skin, you know what I mean? Because working with corporate working in, you know, a corporate setting with lawyers, it can be tough. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a lot. I learned a lot. And then from the Urban League, I transitioned to Tyranny. And a lot of challenges there because Tyranny is a great agency, but at the time they didn't really have a strong presence of diversity or African-American presence. So those are the challenges as a black male in PR that I face over my time. It's just kind of being able to remain who I am in a female-dominated industry and an industry dominated, predominantly dominated by, you know, Asians or um, white um, individuals, and it just never was. A, it, I just felt like it never was a, a, a platform for a black male to succeed in this particular industry. So. I'm trying to do my best to make that a reality now. Absolutely. You gotta go ahead. Um, if you guys heard the outbreak, I have a couple people with us in the background. Um, we're just like all rooting for Khalil right now. We're extremely excited how far he's come and where he's been. But you said something that was so important which is about standing out in a dominated industry. And for you, it was being a black male, being characterized mm-hmm. and having the stigma associated with you that, yes, I'm from the inner city. Yes, I can, you know, code switch and switch it up and still put my professionalism sure, on. Right. But this is who I am in the process of mm-hmm. it. So not that I just commend you for that, but that Yo, is what you. PR is about. You know, not only being behind the scenes, working for the client, but also standing out to show the results that you can produce. Yo. Even though it's, you know, I, 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 do, I, I, I do agree with you that it is a female-dominated industry, particularly for, you know, white women. And, and also not only white women, but white males too yeah, yep. um, definitely I, I feel like white males do lead the pack at a capacity true. to this industry but I, I just like your story and how you transitioned and, and, and use these internship experiences to hurdle yourself to, to be in the position that you are now which is so important not only you know as an individual and having those individual goals but as a african-american male from the city who is beating the odds of not being a statistic Mm -hmm. you know of death and i hate to bring it up but again it's the reality for for some places in philly um which is honestly 
you know, some is a reality for some people. Like, what do you find most, like, what do you find most in your current role? What do you find most stressful, mm-hmm. but also the most uh, significant okay. part of your job? Well, currently I'm an account coordinator at Tyranny. Uh, started as an intern in June, just recently got hired in August. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great agency to work for. I love the culture. Um, the difficulties that I face working there in terms of, I guess, now in my professional field or my professional position, I think that I'm trying to find how I'm trying to find my groove. I'm trying to find that balance between getting the work done and just kind of getting it done on a time. I mean, getting it done one, but getting it done by end of day is like kind of challenging for me only because my workload has increased since I was an intern and it's an agency. So agency is really unique. You work with multiple clients and it's no level of, it's no cap on a workload that you can receive. Working with different clients is not like, oh, he got Greek. He, he has three clients. So we're going to have him do media relations for that client. We're going to have him do social media for that. It doesn't work like that. You might be doing all three for each client. So your workload is literally times three. Like it's crazy. And I'm just trying to find that balance. And I'm super hard on myself because I like to deliver great work. But at the same time, I've talked to my, my mentor, I've talked to my mom, and she's basically like, and David Brown as well, is just basically like, yo, you're only a month in. It'll come. Everyone started out like you. Everyone, you know, started out trying to find their groove. And the fact that you're only a month in, don't be hard on yourself. You'll get there. Right. Um, it's not easy. Absolutely. Agency is not just, you know, all events and all this crazy, you know, crazy parties and, you know, all that good stuff. Agency is hard work. It's dedication. It's staying after hours to get the work done. It's a lot of pitching to reporters, building those relationships. It's a lot of doing research, you know what I mean? Researching publications to, to make sure that you're pitching to the right outlet in regards to your client. Just because your client um, needs coverage, that doesn't mean you can just kind of reach out to Philly Mag or Philly.com and the Philadelphia Inquirer. You got to actually vet and find that reporter who covers your industry. And that's how you gain respect because you do the research. Um, it's a lot of writing, period. A lot of storytelling social media monitoring, monitoring the media, period, just to see what's the perception about your client. PR is not easy, and I'm not sure what my friends think PR is or what the public thinks PR is, but PR is necessary for any um, successful business to have. In order for them to reach success, they have to have a PR person on their team. You can't do it alone. That's the first step to being successful is understanding that you can't be alone. You can't. It's understanding that you can't do it alone. You need a team. Absolutely, absolutely, Mr. <laughs> Khalil Bullock. You can't do it alone, people. No matter how hard it is, how no matter how hard it may seem, or or easy looking in social media, you really need to build a team, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about managing relationships not only for the client but managing your own relationships you managing know time. time management is definitely another Shit. thing that pr is 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 no time like it's really time management mm-hmm. and for you juggling multiple clients i know for a fact that that's something time management is a huge factor um for you working in the industry 
Um, it's crazy. Like, as far as not even, I don't even want to put the stress <laughs> on you. Okay. Live, you know, I like, what do you like to do for fun? What What is, like, the most enjoyable part, you know, of your job? Okay. But just outside of your job for a little bit. Like, tell us some stuff that, you know, you like to do in Philly and just... Stuff that you like to do outside of your job that digress and you know take take that load take that off load the stress. Off. Yeah. Well, since you start off with the agency first, uh, yeah. the job, what they do for us to help us, you know, take our mind off of the workload and just kind of um, put us in a space of, I want to say zen. Yeah. They we have office happy hours. We have a great work culture. We have a lot of different um, brainstorming sessions and. It's not just work. They try to break it up by um, bringing the whole office together at certain parts of the day. Sometimes, you know, well, I could be getting work done. But at the same time, you appreciate being able to stop working at 12 in the afternoon and go to, like, a, a, a meeting at, you know, 1230. It's not really a meeting, you know. It's more so like a, just a big gathering. Everyone's just kind of throwing out ideas. It's fun. Um, and they all, always... Um, provide different drinks and things of that nature so it's a good work environment yeah. outside of work uh <laughs> i like to have a good time man i like to just hang with my boys and just kind of turn up and be myself uh monday through friday is all business i'm not gonna lie i can enjoy a, a nice happy hour in the city but ultimately i just like to have a good time um either at a kickback uh a game night um i can even turn up in a club every now and then it's just that I'm getting older, so I'm not in the club as much as I would like to be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm great with like just going to like a nice, low-key lounge or you know, um, space or a bar in, in Northern Liberties or Maniunk or different parts of the city where I could just kind of just be around good be, people. Be Khalil. Be Khalil. It's you know what company, I mean? It's just like because at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm a fun person, man. Mm-hmm. I am a good person. And I want to provide that experience for my friends, you know what I mean? I Absolutely. like to have a good time, I like laughing, and that's what you'll get with me. You'll get nothing but laughs, and nothing but good food and drinks, because I know how to, I know where all the great <laughs> restaurants are. Yeah. So, it's a good time, man. It just, I'm learning how to be myself, and live, and still get the job done now. Absolutely. And Philly's up and coming. Yeah. Philly has a lot of different um, new spaces in the city where it's allowing us to just meet different people. Like Spin is a great place to go to. That's Absolutely, like the um, yeah. what is that? It. The uh, the ping pong, uh, you know, ping pong game gaming uh, bar. But it's really nice. I'm I'm really proud of what the Philly has become. Absolutely. All right. So we're just gonna wrap it up here. Okay. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up a little bit. Tell us. Um, for the people that's listening out there, okay. what advice would you give to, you know, the undergrads and not even just the undergraduates, but the graduates who are just recently graduating in the PR industry, those who have a perception about the PR industry, mm-hmm. um, again, like you said, PR isn't as glamorous as people think it is. Yeah. What advice would you give to those undergraduates and grad graduates who are interested in breaking out in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then the, the question is a little twofold. What advice would you give them um, breaking into the PR industry? And then two, um, how do we change the perception of what public relation is and what it does? Mm. Great question. Um, 
All right, so if you're still in college and you're looking to, uh, you're working towards graduating in a career in PR, during your time, constantly uh, never turn out any opportunity to network, uh, find a mentor, uh, take on as many, as, many, as many internships as you can so that you can become um, valuable in the future because PR is a com competitive industry. It's like everyone does it. It's competitive, y'all. It's competitive, and it's like everyone does it, and you have to stick out. So my advice would be to, you know, the future PR professional is to just build your resume up, man. Keep taking on internships and never stop. Um, and upon graduation, this is something I learned because people don't understand, people don't know this, but I almost missed out on working at Tyranny. So I was super, I wasn't, I wouldn't even say cocky, but I was super like, yo, I'm graduating, it's May, I want a full-time job. Tyranny reached out to me in regards to an internship. And I said, I thought about it, and I'm like, yo, do I really want an internship upon graduation? I'm like, nah, I don't. But at the same time, Tyranny is a great agency to work for, and they hire most of their interns. That's actually their process. They want to hire people that they know. So I call my mentor, and he's like, yo, just take it took it it was paid of course but i took the internship and three months later i'm full-time employee so don't be afraid to take on an internship upon graduation because ultimately if you kick butt in that internship they're going to hire you so don't be that guy don't be me turning down um an internship because i actually said i was going to pass on it and the hr manager she didn't even email me back when i sent that email she called me she said khalil i don't think you should do that yeah so she didn't have to call me. She could have been like on to the next and went and got another candidate. Yes. But she called me and said, Khalil, I need you to take this opportunity. I think that this will be a great opportunity and you won't regret it. Right. I know it's an internship. I know you're graduating and you want a full-time job, but take that internship. So I took it. I put my pride to the side, interned from June to August. I ended up receiving three offers from, different, from three different agencies, but I accepted Tyranny's offer. Come so, on, somebody. Okay, nothing but God yo, all in your space and it's stuff. It's crazy, yo. Don't underestimate the power, but thank God for her that she didn't, you know, pass look over me. you up. She could have. Could have, but she didn't. She didn't. And God works in mysterious I didn't really, ways. I didn't really want to even tell this story because I just feel like... Um, yeah. But it is a story, honestly, and it's right. motivating. It's, your story. it's my story, and it's motivating. And I know it's a bunch of other seniors out there who are thinking the same way I was thinking in regards yeah. to, I want a full-time job. No, the PR industry is all about communication. They want to, um, employers want to know who they're hiring. You're never, I tell people all the time, you may get hired strictly off your resume, but at the same time, you're getting hired off your personality. Absolutely. So people in the industry who are graduates moving forward, mm -hmm. Never stop networking. Go to as many many events as you can, PR events. Yeah. Uh, stay connected with PPRA, PRSA, you know what I mean? If you had a chapter in your college, um, connect with them, you know what I mean? Stay connected in industry. Continue to go to the mixers and give out business cards and kind of um, job fairs. If, if your school still has, um, are you, if you're still allowed to go to your, your school's job fair, attend them and get back out there, never stop learning, always be open to learning, because that was something that I was proud to continue to do, was to keep learning. I don't know it all, I know I don't. Even in my current role, when they ask me certain things, even though they might say, Khalil, you ever wrote a press release before? 
I can say, oh, I wrote, I wrote a billion press releases, but you know how I, I switch the answer up and say, well, what's your, what's the format that we use here at Tyranny? Yeah. Or what's the, uh, just kind of, you got to phrase the question to the point where it's though, it'll, the end result is you learning something new. Absolutely. I know how to write press releases, yeah. but I don't know how to write them Tyranny's way. Right. So always continue to learn, yo. Always continue to just keep investing in yourself because at the end of the day that's that's the only person that matters in regards yes. to your career being a Keep lifelong that going. learner you yo know? and that's i mean that's all i really got to say in regards to you know just kind of keeping staying relevant in this industry and just keep investing in yourself absolutely and that's all it right. we we gonna end it there we gonna end it there because um khalil gave us so much in in a, in a nutshell and he's helped me right now just sitting down having an opportunity to speak with him is is helping me relive some things as an undergraduate in PR and and even now trying to get back into the swing of things with my lifestyle um so I just want to thank you so much again no for problem. spending your Sunday afternoon with me um I'll say one more thing. yeah oh really quick yeah um, so Tyranny is hosting a job fair at Lincoln University for the first time at an HBCU and um, like years. So I encourage any future um, PR professionals who want to break into the industry as an intern, because we're, we're looking for interns for the spring semester and summer, which is a great opportunity during the summer. It's super fun because you work with a huge client. During my summer internship, I work with the Sixers. So I think, I'm not sure what our client is next year, but years before we had Urban Outfitters, we had Kind, which are the neutral grain bars. We had, mm -hmm. well, the, you know, the, um, the grain bars. We had uh, Auntie Anne's. Like, it's a bunch of different great opportunities at Tyranny. So October 10th, come to our booth. I'll be working the fair. Um, bring your resumes. Get your resumes together. Get your resumes, y'all. Um, October, October 10th, 10th, Lincoln University. We will be there. We're trying to, we're in the process of trying to increase the, um, not that I wouldn't say image, but the presence of, you know, the African-American male or female in our agency. So I encourage anyone to attend. Encourage October 10th, Lincoln University, guys. Bring your resumes, uh, bring your suits, bring your outfits, look good, That's dress right. the part. Um, and then, Lil, just quickly tell us where you know okay. where we can find you on social media. Okay. How can people um, connect with you? Um, predominantly on Instagram, but um, my LinkedIn is Khalil Bullock, K H A L S N Larry, I L S N Larry, last name Bullock. Um, Facebook, Khalil Bullock, Instagram. Just Lil underscore PR, J U S L I L underscore PR. Cool. So there you have it in a nutshell. Um, we talked about so much on this podcast. So if you guys need to revisit um, so much what we talked about, um, Lil, he's a PR professional. Um, so definitely connect with him on LinkedIn and social media, Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, Again, such a pleasure having you this Sunday afternoon. Um, we need to catch up because we, do. we will. It, it's a lot going on um, behind the scenes. But again, um, again, there you have it, Khalil Bullock. Um, I'm signing out. I'm signing out because me and Khalil got to talk about some things. But again, guys, thank you so much. Right now, you're listening to your PR purpose with Nick McBride. This is dope.